This episode of the High Impact Man podcast, we bring you Dustin Jordan. To the F3 world, he's known as Italian Job. Yeah, that's the Italian Job who, along with Tommy Boy, hosts the Stuff Worth Trying podcast. Well, Italian Job comes on our podcast today to tell his story. He's from F3 Fort Mill in South Carolina. He's been husband and father of two. He's been active in F3 since 2013. That's 10 years he's been involved with F3. He was first the Nantan of F3 Rock Hill in South Carolina. Then he led the F3 Nation's Troubadour program. He's currently the comms cue for F3 Nation, and he is an inspirational guy. He's going to talk to all the men out there who are suffering from feeling of purposelessness and despair. He has a real heart for those men. You're going to hear it come through as he really makes a plea to those guys. So listen, if you're a man and you're out there and you're struggling, you really need to pay attention to what Italian Job has to say today. He's known to challenge his F3 brothers physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. He shares his testimony. He's a Christian man. We really enjoy talking to him and really hope you enjoy hearing from Italian Job. He's truly a motivational man. Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. Now, what you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. All right, welcome to another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. This is episode number, I don't know, but we've been doing them for a while. So <laughs> over a year and a half now, I, ju- I, I just counted the other day because someone asked me that, and I think this might be 80. 80, there you go. I think Episode yeah. number 80. No one thought we'd last past three. So <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to be coming to you. No we one gotta, listens to us, but no, uh, no. we're still doing it. Right. Exactly. Does so, a tree, if a tree falls in the woods, does it still make a sound? Yeah, like, I don't know. Kind of like that, right? So uh, anyway, we've got a great guest for you this week. It's Italian Job. We'll introduce him a little bit further uh, in a little bit. Mike, my name is Nevin Gorky. I'm uh, known as DFib and with to my F3 brothers in the gloom. And I'm joined, uh, as always, by Troy Klinger, known as Dial Up in the Gloom. And uh, we are recording this on October the 5th. And this won't air for about three Mondays from now. And I don't know what's going to happen between now and then, but right now, the Phillies clinched. Yeah, I was hoping you'd bring that up. The wild card uh, playoffs uh-huh. uh, beat the snot out of the Marlins. Big thumping, big thumping. Next up, the Atlanta Braves. The Braves. I hate the Braves. Yeah, so I know we got a lot of Southern listeners on here like the down Braves. in uh, F3 heartland. But uh, we're coming at them. Don't like the Braves. Don't like the chop. Red October, do baby. Do they still do the chop? I think so. They haven't outlawed that thing yet. I'm sure they offend some people or something with it, but back when the Phillies went to the World Series and they lost to the Blue Jays. Oh, jeez! Wow. I was 90. dating my wife. Was we that were 92, 93, something like that. I can that. tell you where I was when freaking Carter hit the home run. Yeah, to win so the it was game. Uh, Dykstra and Mah- uh, Darren Dalton and uh-huh. all those guys. Yep. Wild thing, and so um, I took <laughs> Mitch my, Williams. I, as soon Mitch as they Williams. brought him in, I'm like, we're screwed. There we go. But we had, uh, I went, I took my, my wife, who I was engaged to at the time, and a friend of mine that I grew up with and his fiance, and we went to the game, game six, the, the, for the National League pennant uh-huh. against the Braves at the vet, the old vet. Yeah. Sat in the right field bleachers, and uh, we were doing the mock chop. What was the mock chop? I don't so, you know, the, the Braves do, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. we were doing go home. Oh. And, and nobody was in sync with their arms. That's pretty mild for Philly. Oh, there was more involved. I was going to say there had to be some type of vulgarity. Yeah, there was more involved, but uh, <laughs> but we will leave it at that. All right. So uh, go Phillies. Yeah. Beat those stinking Braves. Why are the Braves good for like three decades now? What is the deal with yeah, that? Yeah, they had some down years. 
Yeah, all right. Now, when I say down years, right, that's they're finishing like second or third in the right. division, yeah, not, exactly. not at the bottom. But all right, there's it should your... be good series. Like they've had some really good games and a really good series throughout the regular season. So mm-hmm. looking forward to it. But hopefully the Phillies come out on top. Let's go, Phils. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, enough of that. We need to bring in our guest. Our guest is Dustin Jordan. You know him as Italian job out there in F3 land. He, along with Tommy Boy, co-hosts the Stuff Worth Trying podcast. And I think I got a hold of Italian job yesterday. He said, dude, we need a we need a guest <laughs> for two nights from now. And he was gracious enough uh, to come along, come along and do it. And I'm going to read you just a little bit of his bio, his way of introduction. Uh, he calls uh, Fort Mill, the F3 The Fort, which is in Fort Mill, South Carolina, home. Husband and a father of two. He's been active in F3 since June of 2013. He was the first Nantan of F3 Rock Hill, which is in South Carolina, led F3 Nation's Troubadour program, currently leads the communication efforts for F3 Nation. He's on the national SLT, is the co-host, as I said, of the Stuff Worth Trying podcast and has been a trainer for Grow Ruck since February of 2021. His passion is empowering men to have the maximum impact in their homes, workplaces, and communities. Dustin is known to challenge his F3 brothers physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Professionally, he's the manager of customer advocacy at Duke Energy. When not tending to obligations, he enjoys being outside, preferably in the cold, which is South Carolina doesn't sound like the right place for that. But anyway, hiking, skiing, camping, and kayaking. (laughs) Shiver me timbers. It's 50 degrees out. (laughs) (laughs) Italian job. Welcome to the podcast. Man, it's so good to hear from you guys. And yes, you're right. I mean, when I say cold, I mean like 20s is, is really... Yeah, that's when I might I might put pants on instead of shorts when it hits in the twenties. But no, I like the cold. I I like uh I like being outside where you know you can actually enjoy the weather. We get so much heat, so yeah. much humidity in the south. I mean, we basically have four seasons of summer, and then periodically you'll you'll sprinkle in three and a half days of fall, and you mm. might get snow every four years so i don't get enough of it so i try to go up the mountains as often as i can where yeah, there's get, cooler temperatures and some uh perhaps some snow on the ground yeah you definitely get yeah you definitely get some colder temperatures depending on where you're at there do they uh so the mountains are that's like the the appalachian uh chain that's right down there oh yeah that's, eastern that's exactly right or western excuse me western south carolina well i uh i actually grew up in north carolina so i always think of the appalachian mountain chain and and mm-hmm. In the Boone, Asheville area, yes. uh, in Western North Carolina, we so were just there. Yep. Really, where were you? We were running the Blue Ridge Relay. Oh, that's a great race! I've done that a few times. Who uh, who had um, the mountain goats? Did either one of you guys have one of the goats? No. Uh, who had the goats for us? Uh, yeah, Spielberg had one, right? No, that wasn't a mountain goat. Lake? Nope, 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 nope. Uh, Lowe's had one. Yeah, Lowe's won it. Lowe's one. had the tit, as he likes to call it. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that one. And who uh, had the who had the switchbacks? Uh, that was um that red was, coat, red coat, right? Was it red coat or poser? Oh no, poser, poser, poser. That's right, poser had the switchbacks. poser had yeah. the switchbacks. Yeah, that one is horrid. You get <laughs> two miles of this this nice flat right yeah. in between a creek, and I'm like, this is really nice. And then you turn a corner, you're like, what is that? <laughs> it goes on for like six miles at a six yeah. percent grade, just. Yep. You see a bus or a van pass you, and then you just watch it for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it continues to pass on these switchbacks. Like, man, if it's going to take a bus 10 minutes, it's going to take me an hour and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's beautiful up there. Just It's it's better when you're not running it. Right. Yeah, yeah we drove that one. So, uh, Dial-Up did the last three years. I did two years ago. I didn't do it last year, and then I did it this year. But the first time we did it, we were in the van that ran that portion. 
and Mountie from F3 Princeton, shout yep. out to Mountie, did the, that mountain goat leg with the switchbacks. And he handed off to me. I went down the mountain. Oh, that's even worse. The backside, you're running straight down on a gravel path. Yeah, the gravel. When you finally get to the bottom, you've got like seven more miles. I know, I know. And oh, It was a so nine, nine point something mile run. And I'm going to make it sound really bad dial up. So anyway. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, the switchbacks, I think I like doing downhill better than uphill. And, but you know, when you're doing the switchbacks, you want to kind of run the tangent. So you don't have, so you cut your distance. The tangent's steep. Right. But, the, but you can't because a, you can't see around the corner. You'll get hit by a car and B, yep. you have to follow the, the path of least resistance in that gravel. It's not fine gravel. It's like, you know, no. you got to find where the, the car tire tracks are to run and stuff like that. <laughs> And it was nice. It was cold, right? I started off in the top, top of the it was cold. And by the time I got down on the flat in the asphalt, it was like a, an oven. But- Every single time. That's exactly. So I catch myself at the at the end of that leg that you ran. Yeah. Dipping my feet in the creek at the bottom. I feel like, you know, I should be picking a banjo and, uh, and drinking some shine. But no, I, yeah. I literally feet in the creek, eating a cold cheeseburger or whatever they have to eat in the school parking lot. Right. Been there, done that, yeah. literally got the t-shirt. So I yeah. You. I've told this story before, but as I was running on the asphalt part when it was really hot, you know, the rules are you're not supposed to stop and help your runner. You know, but all these vans are stopped and giving their guys water and stuff. And my guys are just gone. And lo and behold, there was a bottle of water stand, standing upright on the side of the road for me. And nice. I, it, I picked it up. It was ice cold. There was only a little bit gone from it. And I drank that sucker. I don't care. <laughs> I think it sa- saved my life. <laughs> I, think yep. the, I think the kicker on the mountain goat stage is like, like if you're on a 12-man team, it's it's one of the easier. It's actually like one of the easier rotation spots because the, the other, other two the legs, other two legs yeah. are like really really short, right? And, and then like right. that person then gets like, whoa, I'll give you these two easy legs, but then you get stuck with the mountain goats. Right. That's, that's kind that's, of the, that's the real sucky thing. Um, yeah, we we are speaking the same language. Been there. <laughs> I, I feel you, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been in that spot. But it was, and then you fun. get to watch everybody eat the pancakes and the fruit <laughs> cocktail and everything before the run. I'm like, man, I can't, right. I can't eat that. I'm going to get sick. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the, the exchange zone right before this where they serve the pancakes. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> yeah. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that piece. You're right. right. It was a, a church, right? Some yeah. church parking lot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh that's right. yeah. Don't eat that before you run that. <laughs> <laughs> Will not end well. I assure. Although Mounty, when he ran up that uh, mountain goat leg, uh, he we we had the before we started. Um, our van was, uh, so the, we had six that ran the first six legs in the other van. We were started with runner position seven. So we had time to eat breakfast on Friday morning before the race started. And we went to Cracker Barrel and he took out of there with him, one of those little bottles of syrup. And he took that with him on the mountain goat leg. He was sipping the syrup. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was his, uh, secret sauce. Whatever works. Yeah. Whatever works. So, uh, yeah, anyway, Boone was very nice. Uh, Appalachian State University's there. That was pretty cool. I think we had yeah, lunch there. A, we had lunch. Home, town, the, yeah. home the Mountaineers. Yeah, yeah that's, the Mountaineers. A, that's a beautiful town. Yeah. What was the name of the town that we were in when Spielberg uh, crashed and burned it in his lake? Because that area was beautiful. And I can't remember the oh name. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, da, 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 something rocks. Rocks. Um. Uh, um, oh, jeez. Not Rock View. Rock. No. Um. Uh, 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 <laughs> well, I was going to say Spruce Pine because that's a beautiful area up there. It, it, it wasn't Spruce Pine. Oh my Pine. goodness! It's, but it was beautiful. They had like this spa that we drove by, and beautiful houses, and the town. Oh, glowing Rock. Glowing Rock. Glowing that's rock. it. Thank glowing you. Thank rock. you. Rock. I had the rock yeah, part right. Beautiful, beautiful glowing. town. Yeah, yeah, that's very nice. I I could have lived there. So yeah, yeah that nice was one. our experience. So yeah, that's what. So that's where you grew up in that area. 
Well, I actually grew up in the Charlotte area, okay. uh, but I attended college up in Asheville, North Carolina. So where you guys finished the BRR, yeah. where I attended attended college. And then we, uh, after, after college, I moved back to Charlotte and uh, met my wife and we moved to uh, the Rock Hill area. And then we moved to Fort Mill to the house that she grew up in. So we bought it from my in-laws and we moved into the house where we are now. Uh, when my daughter was six years old, the same age my wife was when we moved, when she moved into this house originally. Oh, so wow. it's full circle. Yeah. We've, uh, we brought it full circle. That's cool. So when you, when you're in Asheville, did you go to UNC Asheville? I did home of the Bulldogs. Yeah. I went to a conference there years ago and I bought this, a hoodie, a sweatshirt, UNC. I still have it. UNC Asheville sweatshirt. My wife said it looked really cool. So I got it. Nice. So got a yeah. UNC Asheville shirt. <laughs> sweatshirt. You, you, you and about 17 other people. That's about That's it. <laughs> Very small school. We, we really didn't uh, make an impact uh, too much on, on everywhere else. I, you know, App State turns out a lot of graduates. UNC Asheville is a much smaller school. Yeah, but I got but a it's sweatshirt. Beautiful. It's beautiful out there. You've got the sweatshirt. I've got so. the sweatshirt. That's cool. Victory. Very neat. Very neat. So um, tell us how the unusual question. So how did you get involved with uh, F3? Who EH'd you? Yeah, so I was EH'd by... Uh, a guy named Peach, uh, Scott Allman, Peach. Um, his son was in the youth group that my wife and I were leading up because at the time we were young and cool. Uh, we didn't have uh-huh. kids yet. And uh, so we were still young enough that the kids wanted to hang out with us. So we led the youth program for a couple of years. And Scott, he asked me, gosh, he worked on me for about six months. Hey, man, I think you would really like this. He'd come out. And I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I don't really know. I, I I've got a membership to Planet Fitness. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I really need because I thought it was a fitness thing. I thought it was just going to be, uh-huh. you know, why would I want to go work out at a park? I, I don't know these guys, and I blew it off long enough until I ran out of excuses. And uh, and I went the first time, and I remember the very first exercise that was called. The guy that was queuing was Santini, and he called side straddle hops. And then my buddy Scott, he was like, "Hey." Jumping jacks. Okay, cool. Jumping jacks. In cadence. I was like, what does that mean? He said, he's going to count to three and then you're going to say one. I said, okay. And then what? He said, then you say two and you just keep going. So we got to 25 size star hops. I was like, man, that's pretty good. And then we got to 30, 35, <laughs> 50. I'm like, where are we going with this? 75. We eventually stopped at 100 size shuttle hops. Wow. Like, oh. So I was breathing pretty heavy. Uh, my legs were shot, and I was like, "This is the warm up." I don't remember the rest. I don't remember the rest of the workout, but I remember a hundred side straddle hops. Right, uh, was the very first thing called. And uh, the moment I went, I was like, "Man, this is so cool." I mean, this is this is something that again, everybody who shows up for the first time, they go because it's a free workout. They stick around because you make genuine friends. The right. friends that you guys have experienced it. I mean, we have, maybe we have high school buddies, college buddies, maybe military service buddies, and then you lose track of those guys. And so then your friends turn into, well, uh, the guy in the cul-de-sac or, or maybe the guy you meet at the water cooler or your wife's best friend's husband. So you're guilty by association sitting around the, mm-hmm. you know, the living room watching the game. That's your friend. And then you realize I really don't have any close friends. I don't see my college buddies. I don't catch up with these guys anymore. We're all disconnected and living in different places. But in the gloom, I found a group of guys that I would have never met otherwise. I mean, I have friends that are ranging from age of 20 to you know 75 years old right. that I know I can rely on for anything at any time, at any, any moment. Um, it's just such a pleasure and it's such a, it's such a blessing to have those friendships and when you see post-pandemic, all these people, all this research, all the studies that are showing it, 
men don't have friends. They don't have a group of guys they can rely on and they feel lonely and they feel left out and they feel depressed and they make an ultimate decision on a temporary uh, problem and they make a, uh, uh, the wrong choice. Yeah. And we've lost a lot of great men because they just felt lonely and left out. Yeah. So that's why I keep going back because I realize this is much more than just a workout group. It's hanging out with my buddies. And quite honestly, I tell people once you get into it, the COT is, is free therapy. It is just yeah. therapeutic to open up to other men to have them support you because whatever you're going through, either a guy in that circle has already gone through it, is going through it or will be going yeah. through it. And for a man to just open up and say, I got a thing and I, I just, I want to work on it. I want to talk through it with you. Uh, it's just such a, a, a blessing to have that, that conversation. Um, so the first, second, and the third F, I'm a, I'm a Christian. So uh, I like to close out my COTs in a, in a prayer. And um, I like to give some, something for guys to chew on for the week, something to think about for the next day or so. Yeah. And so uh, I really enjoy that, but also it strengthens it strengthens, strengthens my resolve. It, it feels, it fills me with, um, with a, with a sense of purpose, realizing one, I'm not the center of the universe. We talk about that all the time, but two, that I've got men around me who will support me, who will love me, who will, who will pray for me. And it's not just lip service. I mean, this stuff is real. It's genuine. It's concern. Um, and my shield lock, we, we meet on Thursday morning. We talked about that this morning, just how, how great it is to have a man who will sit across from you and say, How's your first F? How's your second F? How's your third F? Uh, something's not right. Let's talk about it. And they just rip the bandaid off and dig right into it. I mean, I don't get that in my Sunday school class. Right. I don't get that at work. I don't get that anywhere else but in the gloom. So uh, I'm a big proponent of this stuff, I man. I mean, I know yeah. it works. I've, I've been in it now since you know, 2013. I've been around it for quite some time, 10 years now. And uh, man, I will bang this drum to anybody who will listen which is probably why I'm not getting invited to all the cul-de-sac parties. I guess they're getting tired of hearing, <laughs> hearing me tell them they need to be in the gloom with me. Don't invite right? that That's guy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He's going to make you work out. He's going to make you open up and talk. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Italian job, the motivational speaker, How baby. About it? How about it? That was great. I, you know, I, yeah. I have to – there's so much there to, to talk about. I, well, um, can I, I, one thing I was going to mention like that, I, that, that, that caught me last night and, and what you're saying, just it hits, it hits at home, was you know, last night Porky's. Uh, one one of our packs, his wife had sold their their piano. Like you know, kids are not using it anymore. So, Porky's puts a call out. Hey, six o'clock, my house. Need some guys to load a piano onto a trailer, right? Mm-hmm. And so six or seven of us, like, yeah, we'll be there. We show up, we load the piano. But that the the wife and husband that were there, like you know, like it's like six o'clock. They got the trailer all set up, and like six o'clock on the dot hits, boom. Car pulls up, car pulls up, car pulls up, car pulls out. Boom. Seven guys come hopping out of their cars and mm-hmm. like we're there, like loading up this piano. And and the, and the wife of the guy that was that was buying the piano, she's like, Wow, you got friends. Yeah. You know, and just the way she said it, like it was just, it was just this surprise and it really struck me and, and and made me think like how many guys can't put a call out like that right. for for a simple need and have yep. six or seven friends show up yep. to help them out. I have a story far, very far, similar to that one. Far too many guys couldn't get six guys to show up right. to help them yeah. in a time of need for something so simple, let alone something really big in their life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, did anyway. You, did you EH that guy? He's from, like, we, we told him a little bit about it, but, he, like, he's, unfortunately, he's from, like, way out towards, like, Lewistown. So, oh, yeah. it'd be, like, an hour commute for him to get there. Yeah, there's nothing out there. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> still cool to share. Like, like yeah, this is... 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dialogue. I've got a story very similar to that. My, uh, my wife and I, we were moving and, uh, the place set that we, we built this giant redwood place set, <laughs> just absolutely enormous. And we built it because we were going to be at that house for a long time. Well, <laughs> turns out we were moving. Yeah, I and, had one uh, of those once. <laughs> and it was, oh, so they're just, it, they're enormous. Yep. And unfortunately, no one wants to move it. Like you can call these companies and say, hey, can you, I'll take it apart. Can you just load it up, carry it off? Because it's heavy stuff. Right. And no one even would call me back. So I put a call out and I said, guys, I, I hate to bother. You know, I, guys, I don't want to interrupt. I know you probably have things going on, but I got to get this thing moved by Monday. And on Sunday after church, I think the count was 16 guys showed up at my house mm-hmm. and within 30 minutes, it was completely disassembled, loaded on a flatbed trailer and was on its way to my new house Yeah, just yeah. because I asked. Yeah. And uh, I mean, who, who, <laughs> who else has that? And quite honestly, when I talk about F3 to my coworkers and strangers, uh, I don't necessarily talk about the workout part. Cause again, you can go, you can get a workout anywhere. You can go to the Y, you can right. go to planet fitness, you can go to cross any of those places. Yeah. I talk about the community yeah. and the friendships and the bonds and the things that you just don't necessarily find in the workplace. And you don't, unfortunately we don't always find it in our churches. Um, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes church is checking the box and no one really wants to open up because then you have to admit you have problems. Here's a spoiler alert. We, we all, all have problems. problems. Yep. <laughs> we all got them. So yeah. it's nice that you can just be real and you can just open up and the guys don't judge you. They don't advertise it on social media. Oh, IJ's got a problem. Let me tell you all about it. Yeah. We don't gossip about this stuff. The COT is sacred. We keep it. We keep it sacred. We keep it that way for a reason. Yep. Yeah, I so. got. A, I got a question for you. So um, you mentioned that you're a Christian, and so yes, so are we. Um, and I don't know about you, but we we had uh, we were involved in men's groups for years before uh, getting a part of becoming a part of F three. And I've told this before in the podcast, but. And I actually started a couple men's groups and, you know, we led them and stuff. And they, and they have a, certainly a place and guys get blessed by going there. But F3 seems to be a place where there's a, it serves as a vehicle where guys are, um, like you said, more willing to open up because you get very vulnerable when you're doing a workout in front of other guys and everything. You're already vulnerable. I know some guys don't like that word, but you're already kind of like that. And then fatigue. all of a you know, in the COT. Fatigue tends to tear down some fences. Fatigue tears down some fences. <laughs> and then, but not only that, but uh, that guys are then willing to share. But I've seen guys get oh, kind of get healing or move past some issues they've had a little bit easier than when we're just getting together, having breakfast and, and praying together, which is great. It's, it's still good. Yeah, yeah. But man, I could tell you a number of guys I know that, that, year after year after year still struggle with the same thing and uh, f3 just seems to be a vehicle that helps guys a little bit better get past that stuff has that been your experience it absolutely has i mean i've been a part of men's groups accountability partners um iron sharpen iron we all have different names for the same things but i i think you guys hit the nail on the head and it seems that when we're when shared suffering is involved mm-hmm. be it an overnight run with a group of guys, maybe it's a ruck, whatever the event is, when you're shared suffering, a lot of times that bravado melts away and a guy will open up to you and you open up to him. I mean, some of the, some of the best uh, memories I have are those times where I'm in my darkest, literally in the darkest hour. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy right there beside you who is just trying to keep his head above water. And you're sharing that suffering together. It's easy to open up to a guy when you know that he's going through the same thing that you're going through. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like a lot of times those accountability groups, those men's groups are very surface level. Yeah. You know, we're going to, we're going to meet every Tuesday and we're going to do a Bible study or we're going to do a book study and um, we'll close out in a prayer and we will, we'll pray for each other. But it, it feels like we're not really getting into the issue. Almost you're talking about high level. Yeah. Let's pray for my marriage. Philosophical kind of discussion. Yeah. Very, very much. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause Hey guys, we have an hour. In right. Right. Yeah. There's the game tonight and that sort of thing. But in when you're working out alongside these guys, you get to know these guys, genuinely get to know these guys. Those questions about, oh, well, IJ's struggling with, uh, you know, relationships. It, it goes much deeper than that. Like, why, why does IJ struggle with anger? It's because IJ is selfish, selfish. Why is he selfish? Because he feels like he's not getting the respect he deserves. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. It's yeah. not just, uh, you know, I'm struggling with my relationships. It's a question of why are you struggling with those relationships? And the guys, will, they will really push for it because that's the only way we're going to get better is yeah. to actually talk about these things. And uh, and so that shared suffering, I think it, that will open guys up. And you don't necessarily get that in a, in a book study. Right. Sometimes it takes getting into the nitty gritty and learning about a guy's struggles and what his gestures are and the things that he truly struggles with to keep him accountable, keep him accountable to not fall back into the traps and the failures that he's gone through in the past. Yeah. Amen, man. Yep. Well, that's, that's awesome stuff, brother. I got it. I, I want to just ask you a real quick question. First of all, dial it up. are going to guess. So, you know, we always try to guess is how guys get their F3 names. So, um, you I know, guess. go ahead. Do you want to go first? Uh, no, you go first. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I got a gut feeling. We might, I could go two in a row. Okay. Because we nailed the last one. We did. Yeah. I'm going to say you posted the first time and you rolled up in a Mini Cooper. Okay. Boy, that's that's very specific. That's very specific. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, that is 100% accurate. I had a red Works Edition Mini Cooper. And uh, that was what I rolled up in on the first workout. And since then... And I know this is an audio podcast, but for the guys on the video, I'm going to show you guys. Since then, I have uh, I have procured, and when I drive on on the weekend, Ooh, it's a classic mini. Look at that! So, That's pretty. So this is an this is a Austin mini. So this is a classic mini Cooper. Yeah. Something you would have seen. It's a right hand drive, a manual transmission, British car. Very cool. And uh, and so I feel like I had to uh, I had to go full circle and bring it old school to kind of the original so the italian job movie there were two of them the one that everybody's seen was mark Wahlberg, yeah and then the one that was done um in the 1960s with michael kane that car out there is the one that you would see in the 1960s wow. that car was the same body style from 1959 to 1999 so it's very difficult to tell the difference between a classic 1950s and that one is a 1987 but looks just the same Wow! Oh, there you go, folks. You just got huh. less than a Mini Cooper. Yeah. Did they did they change like Did they do little tweaks to them as far as like headlights, bumper, that kind of stuff? They did. So the uh, the ones up until the early 1970s had external hinges on the doors. Okay. Uh, then they brought them to the internals. Um, on the inside of the cars, the speedometer, the odometer, all those different gauges depending on the years. Um, and then you, since the cars are so common. You can do all kinds of additions to them between the, the fender flares, the bumpers. I put LED headlights in it because it's an absolute death trap to drive to <laughs> in the gloom to yeah. a workout because uh, no one will see you. Um, but very small changes and differences. And then the ones in the 90s, they started adding air conditioner. That has no AC. That has no AC. That has 
what we call 255, roll the windows down, two windows <laughs> down and go 55 miles an hour. Are they, are they, are they yeah, at yeah. least electronic windows or do you have to crank them? No, no, no crank Andrew, it, that's crank. That's uh, all right. crank. Yeah. That, that thing has 998 cc's. It's a four-cylinder factory. It had 40 horsepower. So you can imagine it's not the quickest, but it handles like it's on rails. It weighs like 800 pounds. Yeah. So it's just it's just a fun little car to drive around. That's a that's the drive to the gloom, drive to uh, the grocery store, grocery getter, and then I drive a truck when I'm when I, when I want to drive something a little bit safer with airbags and <laughs> not worried about getting run over on the interstate. I'll drive my truck. How many do you fit in the Mini Cooper? Is it only two? Is that a two seater or how does that? Work? It is a it is a four seater. Okay. It has uh, two bucket seats up front and then it has a bench seat in the back. My wife calls it a death trap. The kids are not allowed to ride in it. Uh, <laughs> periodically, I'll take the kids around the block in it. But uh-huh. uh, it's it's more for uh, the, sh- the sheer spectacle of um, pulling up at a traffic signal. Someone looks over and like, oh, my gosh, look at that car. It's so small. It looks like a little clown car. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a good conversation starter. But you nailed it, dialed up. Dial up. I pulled up to my first Very workout cool. 10 years ago in a John Cooper Works Edition Mini Cooper, and I got the name. Italian job. Yeah, dial-up is two for two because the yeah. last episode was wait time, which uh, when this airs, everyone will have listened to wait time, hopefully. But anyway, that's two for two for dial-up. Well, I was I got wait time with you, but yeah, I, didn't, I, I, just, didn't, I wouldn't have got this one. I, I was going to say, I didn't know where you were going to go with no, this one. I knew but. it was, had a rela- I, thought, I thought it was related to the movie, but I would have never went to Mini Cooper. Ah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I went. Well, I, I will tell you, I've never stolen uh, bars of gold <laughs> from, a, from a house in Italy. I've never... You know, there's time. I guess there's still time. I just haven't done it yet, <laughs> so to speak. I haven't made. You know, I never even yet. saw the movie. I never well, even saw it. I, I would say you're not missing anything. I mean, you're you're not missing anything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I will tell you this much. This is a, a little. You know, I, I love movies. I love a little trivia. But um, if you've ever seen the movie, it's one of the Fast and Furious movies that they do in Brazil, where they still a vault. They kind of hook it up to all their cars and they race it out. That was actually supposed to be Italian job. The second version called the Brazilian job. And it was uh, never made. And instead it became a, uh, a fast and furious movie. Interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Italian job full of information. Yeah. Uh, all right. it's, 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 most of it's useless. Most yeah. of it is useless. I'm pretty solid at jeopardy, but uh, most of the information <laughs> I have is of it, very little value. To anyone it, it's, it's funny. I, 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 I kind of chuckle as you were talking about like driving around in your, in your mini Cooper and feeling unsafe and the headlights and stuff like that. You know, like when we, when we did that back in the day, when we were young, like when the, like the fan, like the brighter headlights weren't there and like all the safety features, like, yeah, like you, you didn't even know you were that unsafe. No, we didn't really back then. <laughs> no, but like I, I have a 70 Chevelle. Yeah. And you know, so I, like I take that thing out and it's like driving with the freaking parking lights on like, like, yeah. and I haven't upgraded my LEDs. I just don't drive it at night that much. So I haven't done it, but, but yeah, it's like driving with the parking lights on. It's like, yeah. I, can't, I can't see crap. Oh yeah. Driving at night. Where we live, there are a lot of critters you and, could run into and just a waist yep. belt, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and you like, you do constantly have this thought in your mind, like, you know, wow, I'm like driving this old car, which is really cool. But like, if I'm in an accident, I'm going to die. Right. Cause <laughs> I, I, got, I got no shoulder strap. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, that's a pretty no, big car. No airbag. Yeah, but it doesn't crumple, dude. Like it's it's like it's a heavy car. It it's not built to crumple yeah, but like you're, today's you're, you're cars. Fit. You're F three. You'll survive. We'll It'll see. Be okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we don't. Have to, hopefully we don't have to replace the car or myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's pretty cool. All right, so uh, Italian job. You were uh, uh, you ran the troop. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, you ran the troubadours, right? Yep. I think I talked to you. Um, when I I, I planted the shovel flag here in two thousand twenty. Yep. And I think I think you and I spoke 
because you sent banjo up to us. That's right. Yeah, banjo out of Raleigh, yeah. out, of, uh, out of that area. Um, we the, So the Troubadours, what they were was it was a group of guys that when a region would launch or the guys were celebrating an anniversary for the region, um, they would often, everybody wanted Dread. Everybody wanted Dread or OBT, right. the original, the founders. They wanted those guys to be at their five-year anniversary or whatever it was. And, sure. and Dread and OBT couldn't be everywhere, so they started the True Wars program. And, uh, and so we would send some guys out to the regions and maybe give some pointers to new regions and say, hey, here's what it means to have an SLT. This is, these are some ideas for, for growth. And that was before we had Slack channels and before we had sectors and sector queues. And right. It was the infancy stage of how do we get, how do we make sure that the guys understand there's a culture outside of just Mike and Steve and John working out at the local park, yeah. that it's yeah. bigger than that, that it's nationwide. And so the Troubadours were, were that. It was a group of guys that we would we would travel around. Normally, we would send one guy at a time because we don't have a budget. I mean, F3 is free, so it's not like right. we have a, a, a cash uh, cash cow that we can reach into to send guys places. But that's what it was. And yes, you're exactly right. You guys were just getting started up, and uh, Banjo was very interested in heading up uh, heading up north and having the conversation. So Banjo was one of the Troubadours, and I was part of the group that kind of helped facilitate and, and get the connections, make the connections with the guys. So yeah. that's exactly right, Dito. Yeah. yeah, and it worked out really well because uh, Banjo obviously is awesome. Um, and it was early. I think we only heard, what, a few months into our... Yeah, maybe five or six months. Yeah, yeah something like that. Something like that. And I had, uh, I had this idea that I shared with Banjo of creating what became the Keystone Convergence, what we call the Keystone Convergence now. I said, boy, it'd be That's great the, to get the, all the... The full, the full state of Pennsylvania, all the, yeah. uh, all the regions across Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to do that because I wanted to meet and greet all those guys and network and that kind of thing. And so we ran it. Uh, I, I shared it with Banjo. And then, of course, he gets a, an email list going with uh, all the Nantans from the region. And bam, you know, we're kicking off the first. And it was the first one was led by, um, oh, shoot, a guy from Allentown. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, sorry, dude. I forgot your F three name. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Anyway, he did a great job, and uh, uh, he was the Nantan out there. He's not the Nantan there now, but um, but uh, but yeah, it's great. We had what was it year three now? We just had, we had this three. Past yeah, year. they started just uh, meeting the plan for. But because year four. because you said banjo, I shared it with him. He you know got the ball rolling and. Now we got this thing called the Keystone Convergence, which is really cool. And awesome. and awesome. and he connected some of us from Lehigh Valley and F3 Princeton to uh, right. put our first team together to do the Blue Ridge Relay. Yeah, like, he did. Yeah, well, I love it. Ago too. So yeah, it's it was a good it's a good program. Yeah. And, yeah, it doesn't uh, exist anymore though. Now I guess it's left to the sectors to do, yeah, to kind of fill that role. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the sectors. Well, you, if you remember years ago, um, we really didn't have connectivity between the regions outside of. Yeah, Twitter. Right. I mean, back back when it was called Twitter, for all those young kids that are tuning in for the first time, there was something called Twitter that's now called X. Uh, but no, but so Twitter was literally the communication styles, and and so you just had to search. Does does Morristown have a Twitter account? Right. Uh, all right, I, I'm traveling to Orlando. Do they have F3 Orlando? And if so, you try to find the Twitter account, and you would ask, "When do you guys work out in Orlando?" And then Slack came along and now everybody can tag their, their home region. And then there's a downrange channel and um, we have sectors and sector queues and we have 
we can connect with anybody. I mean, to the point that if, if I get a message that comes through Facebook Messenger, and a lot of times this happens where a wife will come out on Facebook Messenger and send a message to F3 Nation, and they'll say something like, my, my husband, Steve, uh, would really love this. And I just want to know, is there one of these in insert town right. here? Yeah. And, uh, and so what I will do is I will look it up on, on the maps and I'll say, yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, there is one in your town. And then I'll go to Slack and I'll type in that town and look for somebody. I'll say, hey, here's a contact. Maybe you can make this connection. Someone who is interested in F3 in this town, let me connect you guys. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have that three years ago. It was just, well, let's just hope, <laughs> let's just hope that if I'm in this town that I'll come across a guy or maybe even see a sticker on the back of the car and just hope that I run into the right place and go to the right elementary school. I mean, it was, that's just what it was. So we've advanced quite a bit since then, but yeah, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. And then Troubadour kind of, that fell to the, to the wayside to make room for the sectors. And, and now we have more communications than we've ever had before, better communication. So it's working out pretty well. Yeah. And this is Italian job is the comms queue for the nation. Yeah on the nation's SLT. So who came up with the Slack idea? Like, where did That's it- a great question. I don't know where it manifested, where it came from, who brought it to fruition. I think some regions started that as their internal comms. And eventually everybody kind of joined. Now there are some regions that use band and some that use different platforms, some that use Facebook pages. Um, but the Slack stuff, I, I don't know who made that happen. We were talking earlier um, you know, before we hit record that we were having a conversation about Bing. Bing may have been involved with yeah. that because uh, he was he was early on in the SLT right. having those conversations. So yeah, he I was the expansion queue. It was. Yeah. Bing it, was the guy I reached out to when I wanted to plant the shovel flag here because he was the Nantan down in Florida when I first attended F3. So he was my only connection. And he's yep. tremendous help. Is, uh, yeah. For for Slack, is there a how to uh, keep your uh, conversations in a in a single conversation string? <laughs> if you can figure that out, dial up. Please let me know. Yeah, <laughs> the, the guy sitting here to my right, to your left, uh-huh. it, he's a really bad offender. Like I, I like like I took over his Nantan back in June, and I'm like, okay, I, one thing I'm going to get out of this group is we're going to start using conversation threads, uh-huh. and it, it's it's horrible. i'm I'm almost to where i've tapped out and just said i give up those conversations fall off after a certain time period because we're all using the free version of it yeah Yeah, true yeah you know if you try to go back through old messages good luck (laughs) i think i had a direct message going with you at one point then it's gone right it's gone yeah i don't know so um Let's, I, we, we usually start with like how you grew up and stuff like so you were uh, you told us where you grew up what was life like for you when you were growing up so uh, I grew up in a uh, in a you know everybody has the same story it seems I grew up in a you know lower middle class family in the suburbs um, my dad was a grocery store manager my mom was a receptionist and I, I have an older brother so I grew up in the same house for 15 years and then my parents moved in between my sophomore and junior year of high school and moved to another town. So I had to start over, which was kind of tough. Yeah. Um, but I grew up in a household where my family um, really instilled the value of hard work and of discipline and respect and integrity. Uh, though we were not a military family, there was a lot of military influences. Um, we were to be seen and not heard. We were to do our chores. We, you know, I remember multiple times my mom saying, you better find something to do or I'll find something for you to do. <laughs> right. Uh, 
you know, I don't want to see you until the lights come on, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. I mean, this was how we grew up. So I grew up in the woods, playing with my friends, riding my bike, playing basketball, playing yeah. football, drinking out of the hose, you know, yeah. <laughs> hoping that maybe somebody would have some, you know, a sandwich for you at lunchtime or whatever. I mean, that's how we grew up. And, right. uh, it's a it's a different world now. My kids certainly are not in that same capacity where they just disappear in the summertime and show back up at a certain time. Um, but I grew up in a in a family that um, that it was expected that we were going to do well in school. It was expected that we were going to do our chores. It was expected that my parents would provide what we needed, and we provided what we wanted. So. A need is you need shoes for school. A want was I'd like to go to the movies on Friday with my friends. Yeah. So I was cleaning gutters. I was mowing grass. I was doing, I, I did all the jobs you could possibly do uh, before you have a real taxable job. Yeah. <laughs> my my uh, 15th birthday or my 16th birthday, I actually walked up to a local grocery store and got a job because I needed a real job, you know, one with hours. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's that's how I grew up was uh, very hard nosed, disciplined, um, and with high expectations that my brother and I were going to be the first ones that went to college, that we were going to make something of ourselves, that we were going to succeed in life, that we, my parents wanted us to have it better than they had it. So, um, but that didn't mean that everything was easy. It didn't mean that everything was hard. Everybody has stories about you know their struggles growing up, and it's no different than than I had struggles growing up. But um, it's just, you know, I, I learned a lot from watching the mistakes that my brother made. I learned a lot from making mistakes and getting by with some things that I probably should have gotten in serious trouble for. Um, but I did not grow up in the church. That was not a decision that my parents made. My parents were not church attendees. And I chose um, in the in the seventh grade, I chose that I, I wanted to go to church, go to the youth group. And my parents said, well, you have, you can either go to the movies on Friday night with your friends or you can go to church and that's it. And so I chose a church and that's when they realized, okay, maybe he's serious about wow. this thing. Maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe this isn't just hanging out with his buddies that it meant something. Um, so I, I have, I have, I grew up in a family where you respected your elders and I grew up in a family where prayers were were mumbled sometimes, but it was never church attendance. And I made a decision on my own that this is a path that I want to take. I believe in this. This is something that is going to be a part of my life, and and it has been since I was since I was in middle school. And uh, and so my family, we go to church every Sunday. Um, and I don't want them to think we're going to church just to check the box. Like right. I want them to be involved. I want you to realize this is your church, not the elders church, not the folks who make the money and make the biggest tithes and offerings. This is your church. So when there are church cleanup days, you are going to be here picking up trash. You are going to be helping paint the walls. You, because this is your church. So um, that, that, that what my parents instilled in me was, though it was not a Christian uh, it was not Christianity. It was the influences that are very, very outlined in scripture to respect your parents, mm-hmm. to do the best, to have integrity, respect, and honesty, to treat people with respect, to honor others, to right. serve others. These were all Christian values that they told me, taught me without saying, because the Old Testament and the New Testament say so. Yeah. Um, so they lived a certain way, and they they still live a certain way, though they're not uh, church attendees. 
Um, they live that way that, um, one of the things I can say about my parents is though, uh, they're not going to be the ones who are, who are, um, who are going to be on a Sunday, Wednesday church service. They will be the ones who make sure that the least of these are taken care of. And the best thing that they do about it is they don't shine a light on themselves and say, Hey guys, look at me. Look what I just did. Did you, did you see that? Did anybody see that? There's nothing worse than somebody who his glories and his, the benefits that he gets for serving others to say, Hey guys, look at me. That's, that's your glory right there. When you're doing it for yourself, right. you're not getting it. <laughs> you're not getting it from your creator. You're getting it for self-glorification, and, uh, and that's the wrong way of going. So my parents were never that way. They they served behind the scenes, and uh, and I appreciate that because it taught me that you know a lot of times the ones who are doing the work are the ones who are not seeking the praise and the accolades, and those are types of leaders I want to follow. Yeah. The ones I want to emulate. Hey, so what, what was, what was drawing you to the church yeah. at that age? Cause that's a lot of times when guys are, yeah. are, are breaking so, away from youth group and becoming less engaged in the church. And you were going the opposite direction. At first I was yeah. jokingly going to say, what's her name? Yeah, right. Thinking, so that, thinking that it was a girl, but I, I, I got from your message there that that's not the case. Yeah. So I'm just curious. Like, it what was, was drawing th- you in? Now there, there, there was a girl. Let's not kid ourselves. Okay. Her name was Heather, <laughs> uh, but she was not, she was not the reason. Um, and as a matter of fact, I remember I played in a church league uh, coach pitch. So as a kid, yeah. they were, part of the, the process of being on the church league team was you had to attend church like one Sunday a month or whatever. <laughs> well, it turns out that my best friend in the neighborhood, his dad was a pastor at the church that was literally you know, a mile from the house. So my parents saw no harm in me going to church with my buddy Jason because he was my best friend. His dad was a pastor and it was a mile away. But I remember uh, it was a Wednesday, and uh, and, and uh, my parents were sitting out on the porch, smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer after work, <laughs> and a couple guys roll up to you know talk talk about Jesus, and my my parents were none too pleased that because I was on the church coach pitch team that now all of a sudden there's people showing up at the house to talk about Jesus. They were not pleased, but I do remember even as a small kid they had an altar call. And even though I didn't know what it meant, I had this overwhelming um, just sense of peace and calm. And as a seven-year-old boy, I remember walking up to the front of the church by myself at the altar call and, uh, and with tears streaming down my face, just absolutely pouring down my face because I knew there was something I needed that, that only could be provided at that moment, at that time from my creator. So I even knew as a small kid, I had that moment of clarity of this is, this is special and I want to be a part of it. So, uh, that happened as a small kid. Um, and it wasn't until I was in middle school when I started attending church and I started going mostly because my buddies are there. I wanted to go hang out with my buddies and play basketball in the gym and be in the church league basketball team with those guys and hang out with my buddies. But it became more than that. I I was very invested in what the preacher was saying on Sundays. I wanted to play in the praise group. I wanted to learn everything I could. And uh, my parents never stood in my way and said, no, you can't. They just let me make that determination on my own. So what drew me to it initially? Yeah, we could say, because I wanted to hang out with my buddies, but I got more out of it than just hanging out on, on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings with my friends. I, I realized that um, this is the way I want to live my life. This is yeah. the sacrificial living that I need to 
I need, I need to follow Christ in the way that he lived his life. And so it was a, it was a, a passion project for me early on. Um, and I just, I stayed on that path. Now I will, I will open up on something that I don't tell many folks. Um, my family is absolutely chock full of addicts on both sides, alcohol, alcohol, drugs, what you name it, it's full of it. So I've made a cognizant and purposeful decision that I don't drink for the sole purpose of, I've seen so many of my family members who lost total control of everything, including their lives. You drink one more drink, that's the end, you will die. And sure enough, it has happened. Drugs, yeah. alcohol, both sides. Um, so I made a, an early decision. I ain't going down that path. I'm not following what I've seen far too often. So uh, a lot of guys ask me that when we hang out. Dude, why aren't you drinking? And most of the time I say, oh, it's an acquired taste. And you know what's not acquired taste? Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Pepper is good. And it was good the first time I had it. And it's good now. Cherry um, vanilla Coke is as well. Yeah. <laughs> cher- cherry vanilla Way to Coke ruin a perfectly good Coke. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so yeah, it's just, it was, I had the conviction early on and, um, and I just knew that it was something that I wanted to be a part of my life. And it has been since a small child, but I really, really, got into it as a middle schooler when I was baptized and, yeah. and, uh, and made that commitment at that age. And, uh, and I'm still following through with it now at 40 years old and, and I will continue until the day I either die or I'm caught up and, you know, mm-hmm. caught up in a resurrection and glory and yeah. I'm in, baby. Amen, I'm ready brother. to roll. Cool. Yeah, let's so let's you, do you, this. Great day, testimony, whatever. brother. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank so you, you, you developed a real convictions about what's true. I did. And what's right and wrong, and Jesus is the way, right? So, uh, so counterculture, so counterculture, right? Well, you know, God calls His people, right? Yeah, and uh, He, you know, he called Italian job when he was seven, and uh, and you know, just made those convictions. And I don't want to take anything anything away from your uh, own, you know, convictions that you developed in the, on your own. But man, if does, God doesn't call you, you don't come. Yeah. And uh, that that's just that's a great great testimony, yeah. man. And especially that you carry through and you're and you're and you're leading your family in that way. Because yeah, I, I feel like it would be a disservice if I didn't. Absolutely. Um, well, I think I think that as a man, our number one goal, our number one job is to make sure our family gets to heaven. That's right. I mean, can you imagine that you give your kids everything you, you that you that you can, you give your wife everything you can, and then when we all die, they they go to hell and we go to heaven. Now, some people aren't going to yeah. like me this comment on this podcast, but that's the Christian faith. Okay, yeah. if, if you read the Bible, you believe the Bible, you're going one of two places. And so, as a man, I think it's my number one job is to make sure that my 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 family's saved, right? And mm-hmm. and then out out from there, you know, your parents, your brothers, sisters, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, man, it's, that's what we got to do. And if anybody's listening, if anybody's listening to this and they're not a Christian, um, you know, you better figure it out. You know, everyone gets to make their own decision and this is not, I am not representing F3 right now. (laughs) This is is just defib talking, right? So, uh, you know, you better figure it out because it's an, it's, it, you get, you got to figure out what you're going to do with Jesus because he's, what he said is, he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by him, John 14, 6. And uh, he said, basically, he is God, right? So that's why they killed him. So there's no mm-hmm. equivocation there. So as C.S. Lewis said, he's either uh, a demon, a madman, or he's who he says he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guys got to make, you got to figure that out. If you haven't figured that out, you better get to it. 
you know, there's there's interesting things that when you when you read about the life of Christ, um, not just Scripture, but you read about the historical life of Christ, the things that we read in Scripture are substantiated by science and by writers of of fact and of history of those days. Yes, Jesus existed. One of the things that I really enjoy there's there's a there's a book called Killing uh, Killing Jesus, uh-huh. and in that they talk about when um, when you know we we hear about the the wise men following the star the mm-hmm. star that that rise that turns out there was in Chinese chronicles uh, there were actual Chinese astronomers that wrote about a star that rose in the Capricorn region in a certain time period and you would see you could see it for three or four months at a time it was just there and literally where it was located they would if you follow the star it would take you to modern day middle east yeah and so when you hear things that are not christian that validate the stories just the same as every every major world religion has a creation story of a of something breathing life into the earth and all of them have a flood story of a flood that happened First off, if every world religion is saying that it happened, then guess what? Probably it probably happened. happened. Yep. So I'm going to go on a limb and say everything that I've read in Scripture that has been proven true, why would I doubt anything that's there if everything in it that I've read is accurate? Yeah. Why would I doubt anything? Why would I doubt that Christ was who he said he was, yeah. that Christ was resurrected from the dead after three days in the grave? And that he is now seated at the right hand of God the Father. Yeah. Why would I doubt any of these things when everything else has been proven true? So you're exactly right. What is my job as a father? My job is to offer security, peace, comfort for my family. But that's surface level of here on earth. That's part of it. It's also the eternal destination of the people that matter the most to me. Mm-hmm. When I'm in, in creation and in, in glory and in heaven, I'm certainly going to want to be there with my little boy, my mm-hmm. little girl, my wife, my brother, my nephew, my sister-in-law, my parents, all of the above. Yeah. Because I would have failed as a man and as a follower of Christ if I do not share the message of what matters to me and my faith. And if anybody that neglects to have that conversation, because I don't want to offend anybody, I would rather offend somebody than to be met on, on Judgment Day with, I just, I, I was afraid to say anything. I didn't want to offend anybody. Yeah. I gave you the opportunity. The opportunity right. was there. I didn't ask you that. I didn't say it was going to be easy. I didn't say that you're only going to say it to the people who want to hear it. There will be doors closed in your face. Mm-hmm. I never said it was going to be easy. I just told you to speak, to love God with all your heart and to love others as yourself. Yeah. If you follow just two, just two rules, love God and love others, everything else falls into place. Amen. Everything yeah. falls into place. So pretty simple stuff. Yeah. I'm not that smart. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it pretty simple because, you know, I'm not that sharp. And it, that makes sense to me. I'm in. Hard yeah. commit. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. I mean, you know, the mission of F3 is to invigorate male community leadership. And type of leadership we, we talk about, which is outlined in the Q source, is effective virtuous leadership. Mm-hmm. And you can't be a virtuous leader unless virtues exist. And virtues can't exist unless God exists. So that and where do you find out about that? Well, for me, it's the Bible. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. but you know what? All the guys out there who don't aren't aren't in line with that and don't agree with that or whatever, we love you. That's right, a hundred percent. Yeah, and you're in. 
after he's open to all men. But that includes guys like me and you who want to, you know, hey, we're Christians. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. If I have the audience, I'll certainly share. Yeah. But let me tell you something else that I, I appreciate. I appreciate a man who's willing to listen and is willing to speak, mm-hmm. regardless of what he believes. I right. think that the only way to truly get to know somebody is to ask them what they think, how they feel, what's going on in their mind, and truly listen. Don't interrupt to say, oh, that's great. Let me tell you what I think. Just sit back, let the man speak. Yeah. Eventually, he's going to say, you know, Deetha, I've been talking for the last 30 minutes. What What do you think, man? What, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. And well, there's your avenue. There's right. your opportunity. Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. Yeah. That's right. All right. Good stuff, brother. All right, so that's how you grew up. <laughs> this this uh, sermon brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> right. So by the the Gideons. <laughs> um, so uh, did you play sports when you were young? I did. I did. Um, I was actually I blew out an ankle playing soccer, and the doctor told me I would never be active again. Mm. And uh, and that was kind of heartbreaking. Um, and then I decided, well. I could at least try, right? You know, yeah. worse that could happen. Maybe I mess it up worse or, you know, I don't think it's going to like maim me. I, I'm pretty sure I can. So I, I got heavily involved in Taekwondo did that for, uh, for about four years. And at one time I was, I was ranked in, uh, in Taekwondo. Um, and then, uh, I grew up with a bunch of rough and tumble guys who were older than me. So I played football with those guys. So I started playing football in middle school and high school played basketball, church league type stuff. And then in college, I was on every intramural team you could name because yeah. I have time and <laughs> right. I have energy. Let's roll. So yeah. everything from flag football to inter, inner tube water polo, whatever, you know, <laughs> what? I'll, I'll play with, I'll is that play a real thing? Or, Hold on. Is that a real thing? thing? It was a thing. I think I could be First good off, at that. Yeah. That, <laughs> how about it? I don't know how like legitimate water polo. I don't know how those men and women do that. Oh, right. That yeah. is the most oh, difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Did you, I know, mean, did you know Gigawatt? Gigawatt was a water polo. No, guy. I did not know that. Yeah. He was he's a, tall. He, he was a collegiate did. water polo guy. Oh my Lord. I did not know. Wow. that. Oh. Yeah. We did it in inner tubes on a Saturday. That's a, <laughs> and I would never think of it, playing water polo that way, but that'd be fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. We did, we did not win that championship. Apparently the basketball team was allowed to participate <laughs> oh. and they were a little bit taller yeah. and stronger. They got bigger we oars. So a little bit. That just worked out better for them, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I was involved. I was involved in sports. You name it. If, if it was happening, I was involved with it. Um, obviously at, five foot nine, 155 pounds. And that's, that's now back then it was, I was much smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I wasn't made to be the starting, you know, wide receiver on the team. I was more yeah. scout and special teams. Hey, you're fast. Go run down there and hit that guy. That was pretty much my <laughs> job. Yeah. So, um, so then you got out of college and, and you got, you were, you were in planet fitness when you got involved with F3. Yeah. And, and so how fit were you when you joined F3? Were you, uh, you're decently fit? I would say I was pretty, I felt, you know, everybody says, uh, says this, uh, you know, I have to get in shape before I work out. Right. I was in pretty good shape, but I was not in F3 shape because right. there's no way of being prepared for your first F3 workout. Right. You could either be a weightlifter or you could be a runner, right. but very few workouts are like F3 where first off, you have no idea what to expect. Yeah. It depends on whatever the cue has in store, but you know, there's going to be running, there's yeah. going to be burpees, there's going to be side startle hops, there's going to be 
you know, depending on the street corner, monkey humpers, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, there was no way to really figure out what we were going to do. And uh, that's part of the joy of it. But no, I was in pretty good shape. I was not the best runner. I've gotten better at that because, you know, how do you get better at running? You got to run, you, you run, <laughs> you run. Yeah. And these guys like to run. And so, yeah, I, as much <laughs> as I hate it. Um, so I was in pretty decent shape. Um, but I would say that I am, I'm probably, in, I'm the, I'm in the best, as Dredd likes to call it, sheets ready, gas station ready shape than I've ever been in my life. And that's, and what I mean by sheets or gas station ready, that means if something were to go down while you're pumping your gas, mm-hmm. you are, you are ready to one, fight or two, get your family out of there. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like to think of F3 getting a man prepared to carry the suitcases to Disney World. <laughs> to uh, be able to lug around, you know, all the groceries in from the grocery store. And also if something were to go down and I've got to pick up my kids and run that I can run with them and not worry about growing weary and falling out. Yeah. And, and those are the being ready for life uh, fitness. That's where I feel like F3 puts you. It yeah. puts you in that scenario where you're, you're gas station ready, yeah, where man. you're ready for what could, what could happen. So, yeah. So, so dread says sheets. So he's referencing sheets, the gas stations. Sheets. Yes. Yeah, sheets, the gas station from the South. Well, no yeah. sheets is from that's up a, here. I know that means from the South. He's yeah. from the South. Yeah, yeah. Like that's funny that that like sheets. Well, actually, I know sheets have really expanded. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah Fogger. He's, he's from Fogger. He's from Fogger. Was he Fog- he's from Connecticut? Foggeria, Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Danbury, right? But they should be saying Wawa. Maybe Wawa ready. Wawa. That is no, Wawa. Wawa's Philly. Wawa's Philly. There's a Wawa in Florida where I lived. Really? Yeah. Are I've seen sure? those down in Florida. Yeah. Now, hey, if we're going to talk gas stations, you got to talk Bucky's. We don't have those here. Oh, we've heard about Bucky's. Speak. Go back to Banjo. Yeah. Banjo oh, was Banjo was wearing he was wearing Bucky shorts Bucky shorts at the Blue Ridge <laughs> Relay and talking about Bucky's. I had no idea. I'm like, what is? Bucky's? Oh, he's a fashion plate. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 Bucky's is. We'll just say Bucky's is an experience. It is. Uh, is this a place that has like a hundred? Like it has like a hundred gas pumps or something like that? Oh, right? like two, uh, some of them have like over two hundred gas pumps. Yeah, really? so it's a it's a gas station, but on the inside, I would say it's kind of like a Cracker Barrel meets Walmart okay. uh, meets food court. Huh. If they don't have it, you don't need it. They have a wall that's like 14 feet long of beef, of different jerky. Ooh, they I have, like jerky. Uh, that sounds good to me. They, they have uh, like a like a carving station with brisket. And, oh, baby. Telling, we need a Bucky's. It, so, it is fantastic. We're, the, so well, these the are closest the, one to you guys, the closest one to you guys is probably, probably either... Lawrence, South Carolina, or uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh boy. But it's a it is a Texas based company, and the ones that I've been to are Hence both the they just both happen to be in Florida. Huh. Maybe yeah, when we but, drive to Wilmington, we can try and find a Bucky's along the way. Yeah, that's you, a nice. It is off, of, it is off of ninety five. You nice would find segue. All right, into the GTE because Mister Italian Job, I think he's a trainer there. I am. That's Mr. true. I'm actually going in two weeks. By the time this records, I will already be back from England. I'm going to for our nurse oh. first international trip yes. to join the guys in Guilford, United Kingdom. Very cool. Um, for the very first trip for those guys. And I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have go- both guys from England and from Kenya at the same nice. row rock cool. training event. So oh, the guys from Kenya are coming to England. They are coming. Oh, they are wow. coming. That's uh, awesome. The F3 Foundation uh, provided a grant where the guys from they, I kid you not, the 
the um, Nantan of Guildford of the United Kingdom is Safari. Yeah, the Nantan of that's no, no. Then there's the the Nantan of Safari uh, of Kenya is Safari. So now we're gonna have Safari, and then apparently they're calling him the other one Safari the Beast. So I get to meet both safaris um, in in about nine days. I'll be uh, joining those guys up in in England for uh, for a pretty sweet job. I'm sorry, seven days. Gosh, seven oh, that's days. Cool. Were you were you at the Grow Ruck out in uh, Idaho? No, no, I was not. That one was eighty uh, eight. That eighty uh, eight was out there. No, the most recent one I did was Katy, Texas. Okay. So that was last uh, last year at the, the end of last year. The picture they took during the riser was absolutely Beautiful. amazing yeah it was yeah. pretty cool now I, now let's not kid ourselves you guys had your first keystone there was or first or second one the keystone convergence ruck where you guys were on a bridge had a yeah. beautiful sunrise behind you yeah that's one of my favorites don't think that that these pictures get lost in the ether oh. i see these things and say <laughs> these cool, things man. those are those are literally these are my go-to pictures and one of them is the keystone convergence yeah. one yeah. Of the of the ruck that you guys had on that bridge, that was a pretty sweet picture too. Nice. Hey, um, G- Dial Up and I are going to be down in Cape Fear along with another PAX member of ours. Uh, so for GTE forty four, you're going to be there. That's going to be a good one. So I, as much as I want to be there, it's my wife's birthday weekend. Oh yeah, you can't I, miss that. I will put it this way: I can't preach concentrica <laughs> and then <laughs> and then leave the M, the most important relationship with yeah. my wife. They, Hey, uh, I'll be home on Sunday afternoon. I know your birthday Saturday, but I'll be home on Sunday afternoon. It'll be okay. No, no. So I will <laughs> no. not. I will not be smart at, man at, in yeah. Wilmington. But I will tell you, it looks pretty sweet. You guys are going to do the King Builder on a battleship. Yeah. yeah. How freaking sweet is that? Yeah. Who has it better than us? Nobody. Yeah, that right. is going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing the King Builder and stuff. I'm not going to get under the log because of back issues, but I'm going to get to tag along. Uh, they've agreed to allow me to record maybe our podcast live from the GTE. Oh, that'll be so. Fantastic. That's the first time I'm announcing it here. Um, oh. I got to. There's going to be some ground rules laid, but laid down and stuff like that. You know, obviously, I can't interrupt certain things, but uh, sure. so I'm looking forward to trying to do that. Um, while the guys are suffering, oh, I can heckle. He's, he's just. Yeah, that's the real reason he's coming. <laughs> he's capturing my suffering yes. live. While he drinks a cup yeah, of coffee. Exactly. Yeah, I'll yeah. be just walking along nicely and dial up be struggling. Tyler, how you feel right now? You tell the audience. I don't know if you're hungry, but I've got an egg McMuffin and a hot coffee that, that I'm going to keep for myself. Yeah. But in, enjoy your cold power bar and your your six gal or six liters of uh, of water. Yeah, <laughs> make yeah. sure you drink your electrolytes. That's, that's warm. That's warm from being on my back this yeah. whole time. <laughs> that's right. And there might even be some salt water mixed in because I'm sure you'll be doing oh, surfies yeah. on, on the beach. Yeah, he's looking forward been, to that. Right? Been there, done that. You know what? It did dawn on me though. Like I, I, I've I've said that the one thing I don't I look forward to the least is is getting wet. Like because I right I know we're gonna be out on the beach. We're gonna get soaking wet. But then I start started like last night when i was when i was rucking i st- it started to dawn, dawn on me i'm a massively heavy sweater like i like i've got yeah. i've got something wrong with me i don't know what it is i've always <laughs> been that way like hyperhidrosis yeah so I, I don't know why i'm worried about getting wet i don't know why either. you're always I'm wet. soaking wet <laughs> you are after every beat down anyhow so like I, what's the deal like i'm, I'm yeah like, the circle of trust you gotta put your arm around this guy sometimes yeah y'all are gonna, yeah, right yeah the guys at gta would be like what's freaking wrong with you like dude like we didn't even get in the ocean yet like yeah. you're already that wet but i uh, i will tell you um 
every grow rook I've been a part of, they will find a way to get you in the water yeah, every yeah. single time. The beach, it, the water is great. The worst part is sand. the sand because yeah. you find sand everywhere for the next like three months. It's in your shoes, <laughs> it's in your waistband, it's in your ruck. Um, during the event, it's in all kinds of places. Yep. Yep. Leave that for your imagination. Um, but yes, the, the water is great when you've just been sweating like crazy to get that little bit of cool down. I remember at my very first grow ruck, uh, Cadre Shredder, he was telling us we were already, we had already gone chest deep into a creek and it was cold. It was cold. It was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. But later that evening, he put us in a pond and told us to lay down. And he told, he just, he said, everyone calm down, relax. You're going to appreciate this. You know, this cold water will soothe what is hurting. I want you to relax. Don't close your eyes because he knew we would all fall asleep and then just drift off into the water and <laughs> maybe lose a guy. But it was just, it was a moment of enjoy this because you're not going to have this all night just to enjoy yeah. that moment of clarity, peace of mind and the cool water that will, that will help you relax. And, and also those tight muscles, you know, it was just, it was a great moment. So every chance that they, my experience, every chance that a cadre gets to dip you in the water, he's going to dip you in the water. Yeah. I'd rather it be the dip ocean the than some stagnant, uh, fountain yeah. or, right. or something, you know, a, a cement pond filled with goose poop, which we experienced <laughs> in Myrtle beach. That, ooh, was pleasant. that sounds, so great. yeah, I welcome the ocean. Yeah. I welcome the ocean after that, yeah. <laughs> after yeah. that, just the water. Are you wearing pants for that thing? I, I think that's what most guys wear is pants, right? So that, I, yeah, I, uh, I, I recommend pants. Yeah. Always recommend pants. I'm a heavy sweater also. I wear shorts at every workout possible. But in the gloom, I never know when they're going to put you in a scenario where you might be scuffing up your leg against something in yeah. the water. So I, I wear pants that drain really well, like a kind of a, a, a synthetic material, some kind of a poly polyester slash spandex, yep. you know, something. Um, I, I tend to do that because it protects the legs and it drains really well. So that's just a little pointer for, for guys. Yep. The guys, I, there were guys who wore kilts in, uh, in Idaho. Yeah. And I saw they that. didn't last very long. Yeah. That was, uh, they realized early on that was a mistake. So those were quickly tossed to the wayside <laughs> and, and the pants and the shorts came on. So, mm-hmm. So I would recommend pants. I guess you weren't asking, but I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. I no, I try to like I've tried to observe little you know odds and ends over the years of seeing some of the Facebook live things. I think and, they uh, they make like Goruck pants or something. Yeah, they do. If they you want to spend cost a lot of money, right. yeah, yeah. Right. everything's yeah. jacked up price. But yeah, I got I got like obviously like a lot of pants that you know for working out in that. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. pick a pair of those and all right and wear. You'll cool. be good. Listen, here's my commitment to you. What's that? I very well may possibly, we'll see, I don't know, <laughs> 100% maybe get in the water with you even though I'm not in the, under the law. Okay. All right. Sounds fair. I got I to do something. Test the waters. You'll, you know, you can always, you can carry a rock, but no one has to know there's not a plate in it. Just <laughs> put your snacks and maybe, maybe a pair of Well, they told me because, yeah. I still have 35 pounds worth of snacks, right. let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was getting lighter as we go. <laughs> All right, cool. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so tell us about your podcast. Like, how did you guys come up with this idea to do the Stuff Worth Trying podcast? You know, whose idea was it? How'd you get started? 
So Tommy Boy and I were paired. It, it was like a, a dating game. We we didn't ask to be on a podcast. They just said, "Hey, YouTube, why don't you do a podcast?" And Tommy Boy was working on the stuff worth trying manual, you know. And it was something that I started as a troubadour, accumulating all the how-to and best practices of regions around the country. And so we were calling it at one time a field manual. And so I had accumulated all this stuff and put it in one place. And Tommy Boy had taken over the stuff worth trying manual, and he was trying to make heads or tails and make sense of all the things and organize it in a way that could be consumed a little bit easier. So I think that's why we were paired up. You wrote a lot of the material. He's orchestrating, putting it into a manual that can be easily reviewed and, and shared. Why don't you guys talk about some of the stuff that's in there? Mm-hmm. And so that's how it started. But what we quickly learned was it was not about us. It was about talking to guys in their own region and saying, hey, so what do you, what, what happened in your home region? What do you guys, what did you learn? Like, what did you do? Why did it work? Why did it not work? What, what should guys know if they want to try it? And so it turned into, let's just talk to guys around the nation about things that are going on in their region and share some lessons learned and best practices from that and let them tell their story. And so that's kind of how it came to be. We recorded episode 97 last week. So we're just a few ahead of you guys, yeah. um, but not by many. So it's, it's going on almost two years now. And, um, and I'm going to break a little bit of news for the, for the listeners. Uh, F3 Nation is about to start broadcasting material on a, uh, a streaming service called NGBN.TV that will be streamed on uh, Roku devices, Apple products. And what it is, is it is a group of, uh, of men who've started this, this network of streaming services to target men in their 40s, 50s, and 60s to try to give them an outlet and an idea of what they can do to find themselves, to, to stop male suicides and to provide the content. The thing that all of these providers have, they all have content, guys talking about things that they have done, what has worked, but none of them have any place to send a group of guys. Well, guess what we are, F3? We are the guys that are looking for men to join us in the gloom. We are the place that these places are going, these podcasts are going to send men to F3. So we're going to start streaming some of our our F3 content that's currently out on the social media networks. And then we're going to start putting shows on there and we're going to have time blocks and it's going to be stuff you can download. You can stream, you can live stream, you can watch it on your TV, you can watch it on your cellular devices. So we're starting that process now and figuring out what that looks like. And uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say that we're going to be leaning heavily on some folks that might be on the other end of this podcast currently for maybe some material for them. So, just throwing it out there, it's a cool. little bit of late-breaking news. Yeah, um, I, I, I got, I got, I got uh, invited to that. Like, it doesn't start to like January or something like that. That's right. Like, Hello Kitty uh, on social media sent a you know a thing me for me to like like it or I forget what you do with it, but anyway, I clicked it. So yeah, I clicked it. So, <laughs> he doesn't know what he did. He no, I don't it. know what I did. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, but I I didn't I didn't realize that we may have content on there as yeah. as far as F three is concerned. So that's cool. We we will. We will have content. Not necessarily sure what it's going to be just yet. Yeah. It may be some stuff we're trying stuff. It may be some COT stuff. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely going to be commercials with F3. I'm going to be reaching out to guys from around the nation saying, yeah. hey, put together a 30-second 30 30 commercial. Like, what is F3 and what does it mean to you? Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff that's already out there on the YouTube channel, on the Facebook uh, you know, live streaming stuff. So yeah. 
pulling it all together and, and asking the packs to put together a commercial that might get a guy in the gloom that you'll never meet, right. yeah. but it'll change his life. That's It'll cool. Absolutely change his life. So that's great stuff, stuff, man. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if we could help in any way, we are more than happy to yeah. open to it. I so, dig it. Yeah, e- even though from awesome. stuff worth trying, Nantan week, uh, has not caught on that. You know? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. We're waiting <laughs> we, for that. We, we tried to get a movement started, but, yeah. uh, it's just a regional thing here yet so far. Yeah. Nantan so week, far. baby. So far. Yeah. So far. We keep it rolling though. We got to pick like, we should probably pick one week every year. This is the week. Yeah, we we yeah. You were, you were relying on well, we uh, relied on your crazy schedule. Yeah, so yeah. maybe yeah. Now we can just. Yeah, I'm start not Nantan anywhere so anymore, right. so you you could do it. Okay, so well, I, I get to proclaim it. Yes, I will, I will absolutely. Proclaim what Nantan week is? Uh, yeah. Third full moon of the whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take up with something meaningful of why yeah. we celebrated on a certain week. Yeah. Uh, all right. Be cool. Hey, I've got an idea. Do it on the 43rd week of the year. How's that sound? Oh, 43 feet. 43. That's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah some, some, not just a hat wreck. Sometimes yeah. things actually happen. Um, most of <laughs> yeah. the time, not. That was, sometimes it works. That was brilliant. <laughs> sometimes it works. That would be right around now, right in October sometime, I think, the 43rd week, uh, right? Yeah. It probably would be. I'm doing my math correctly. It's 52 weeks in a year. You go back four, eight. You, get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because four <laughs> weeks is a month. So you go 48 <laughs> is forty-eight is November. 44 is October. Right. So it's like next week. Yeah, we're a little late for planning, so maybe the set, maybe the maybe the fifth annual, right? Uh, maybe the fifth or sixth annual, sixth annual. Yeah. Anyway, it's thank you. Yeah. It's a good idea, right? Forty three times two divided by one <laughs> squared point five. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. Where were we? I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> no, I asked you about how you got your uh, the podcast started. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think uh, you know we interested. Does it? Does anything? This is a tough question for you, but doing the podcast for 57 episodes, is that, no, more than that, 97 episodes that you said, um, does anything really stick out to you, like something that's really memorable from uh, all the podcasts you guys have done, something somebody's doing? Yeah, so there's a couple things. Um, one, my favorite podcast to date was actually when we talked to the president of Savannah Bananas. He has absolutely no affiliation F3, right. um, but the podcast was about fun. Yes. And if you've ever seen the Savannah Bananas, it's nothing but two hours of fun and Nonsense. it's nonstop fun. <laughs> like uh, the we Harlem Globe, Globetrotters for baseball, right? Meets baseball. Yeah. That's exactly right. So it was just, a, it was a really good time. And I remember that podcast extremely well because I had seen their stuff on online and it was just really cool. Yeah. But I think the theme that's pervasive in every one of these podcasts that is so impactful to me is this individual initiative. And, uh, and I love the fact that there's no red tape. You don't have to ask mother. May I, I want to do this thing in my region. Is that cool? It's, we don't have to do that in, in the corporate setting. I feel like I'm, I pre meet a meeting we meet and then we post meet the meeting and then we start a committee and nothing ever gets done. Right. Everybody wants to touch it, but no one wants to do it. But in F3, there's no red tape and there's no mother may I, it just happens. And so when I hear these ideas and these guys talk about these things, what comes out loud and clear is they are empowered to do what they want to do. No one stands in the way Mm -hmm. they, if they fail, it's no big deal because yeah. failure is a waypoint. It's not an endpoint. Yeah. And these guys are willing to try something new. And the thing about getting a man an opportunity to lead something, there are men in this world who've never led a thing in their life. They just weren't 
They didn't look the part. They didn't act the part. They weren't smart enough. They weren't tall enough. They weren't fast enough. They weren't strong enough. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not. And then in F3, they're given an opportunity to lead a workout. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Steve in accounting was just unlocked. Like, what happened to Steve? (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's a different guy because he was finally given an opportunity to do something. Mm -hmm. And he stepped up, owned it, crushed it, and realized there's more to life than punching the clock and paying the bills and eating a well-balanced diet uh, and listening to the same, you know, idiot yokels on the morning drive. And he realized there's more to life. And when I hear that story of a man getting unlocked and it happens around the world, it's not just at everybody's got the local elementary school that they work out at. Everybody's got a Steve from accounting and every Steve from accounting has become a new creation because he's been unlocked and it's pervasive. Every time we talk to different guys from around the country, around the world at this point on the podcast, I realize we have kind of found something that's pretty special here. And uh, we've given men an opportunity to lead where they've never led before. One of my favorite stories was a, uh, there was a workout in Greensboro, North Carolina, and there was a 17-year-old kid leading the workout. Yeah. He was a bagger for a grocery store. And one of the packs that was in attendance was the CEO of the grocery store. Wow. So you literally had a 17-year-old leading the CEO of the company that he worked for, uh-huh. leading him in a workout. Where else is the, the bagger leading <laughs> yeah. the CEO? That Where is else is the 17-year-old leading the 60-year-old? That's it awesome. doesn't happen anywhere yeah, else. That's that awesome. is awesome. I, I, I'm going to believe that it's true because Tommy Boy told me, and he's never lied to me. So, <laughs> uh, if it's if it's false, it's still a great story. It but is. I believe it's true because Tommy Boy said it. Yeah, there you go. But it could. I mean, it, like, where else is that going to happen? And it, yeah, right, it's not. Right? And it could happen. It. it could happen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a great point, and I think that we we could do a better job in our region of getting guys to queue that don't queue very often or haven't queued. Um, I don't know how we go about doing that, but we could do better than that. Yeah. I think because, because what happens is the queue schedule goes out and it, it gets filled up by the same, uh, yeah. usual same cast guys. of characters all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I've learned to get that new guy to take this, to, to step up is give that new guy the opportunity to lead the warm up. So, right. you know, deep, yeah. signs up, he's got the queue, but the new guy, you know, Hey, Next Tuesday, we're going to be working out. I, I want you to do loot. I want you to lead the workout. Yeah. Just the warm up. Just, you know, I'll give you the first 10 minutes or so. Yeah. And he's going to realize, oh, I can do this. Yeah. And then next thing you know, man, you're ready for this. Yeah. Why don't we get you on the queue schedule? And then it just, it just goes, it just runs. Banjo kind of introduced that to he us. Did. And I know you've done it once in a while, but we could do yeah. a better job with it. Just, yeah. hey, you pick an exercise and lead us. Just yeah. one exercise, yeah. you know, right? That's it. Yeah. And then someone else that hasn't yep. queued yet. Kind of, you know, you like the next popcorn. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's popcorn. All right, we do that a lot of times in ab lab. You know, I'll lead the first exercise. All right, defib, what you got? Mm-hmm. Yep. Then defib leads the next ab exercise. Oh, you call it ab lab? Right. Ab lab? I haven't heard. Yeah. I haven't heard that term before. Yeah. I like that. It's, ab uh, lab. Yeah, ab lab. Uh, five minutes of Mary. Yeah. Mary. Yeah. Uh, yeah we just call it round cool Mary. Down. Yeah. 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 Mary. Ab lab. Yeah. I like ab that. Ab lab. Yeah. We. I've, I've called it that before. Cool. Go, going back to the things worth, you know, the, the whole concept of things worth trying. Like, you know, you, if you if you really think about it, like, there's not many places that you have a group that can just so freely try things. 
Yeah. Without mm-hmm. there being consequences, right? right? At work, there's yeah. always, you know, financial loss in healthcare. Yeah. You know, patients could die. Um, you know, whether it be at church, you could just offend somebody and now they leave the church. Like there's always some mm-hmm. type of negative consequences generally with trying things. Right. It, you know, F3, like most of the stuff we try, like if we try it and if it fails, it fails. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no real negative consequences right. generally. Right. None. Uh, You're exactly right. Yeah. So yeah, just as you were talking, it just kind of like, it's just kind of hit me of how unique of a situation it is that we have in F3 to just try mm-hmm. stuff. You know, yeah. no consequences if, out there, really. If it, if it doesn't work, the worst thing that happens is the guy reminds you. You remember that time when you decided we were going to do uh, jump squats and, and <laughs> clap at the top of it with your partner to, uh, to the, <laughs> the song Happy? Yeah, I remember that, Screw. I distinctly remember you calling it. It was a terrible idea, and now we laugh at you for it. Yep. And now we give you a hard time about it. Right. But no no harm, no foul. We yeah. laughed, we joked, we said it was silly, and we moved on. Did yep. you just, just come up with that on your own, or did that really happen? That happened. Okay. <laughs> that happened. It failed. It yeah. failed miserably. It was just, it was so bad. And so we gave Shrewd a hard time about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was just, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it did not work at all. You haven't queued enough workouts till you've had that right. moment where like yeah, something did not go not working. quite like that's you That's when you got to call an audible. <laughs> that's right. All right, That's so exactly uh, I got right. I got to um, ask you about something, uh, and then uh, maybe we could get to our final questions. But um, this Saturday, by the time this airs, it'll be over. But uh, this Saturday, uh, I planned to lead a CSOP for our own region, our own group of guys. And so basically, I'm going to run it by you because you're you're a grow ruck trainer. So I want to see what you think about this, and give me some advice. So I'm planning a three-hour beatdown. So it's from 0500 to 0800. And I threw it in three different phases. So an hour, three different hours. The first one, we're going to uh, put on our rucksacks and go to a hill. We're gonna, And I'm going to have everybody partner up because I'm bringing a message with this. And uh, the message is going to permeate the whole workout. But it's basically mm-hmm. going to be about, you know, what does it mean to be a real leader and a servant leader? He's not going to give you too many details because he doesn't want me to know. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. I also I have to finalize it in my brain. But, yeah. but, yeah. Anyway, uh, but anyway, we can go to a hill. We're going to do some work with the guys with the rucks going up and down the hill with the partners doing exercises, that kind of stuff. We're moving down a little bit further. There's a trail. At the trailhead, I got some. I already have some uh, coupons laid out. We're going to... Uh, <laughs> that he hopes they're still there. Yeah, they hope they're still there on Saturday morning. Uh, <laughs> 36 hours from now. I should have put them out tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're going to... We're gonna, you know, everyone's going to carry a, a coupon along with their ruck, but we have, we're going to travel up a little hill and down this path to a little tiny bridge where we're going to do exercise. But what we're going to do is the one partner is going to carry both blocks in his ruck while the other guy runs to the bridge and back and switch, that kind of thing. Just do exercises, and we're going to make our way back to our AO. We're going to take off our rucksacks, and we're going to go without our rucksacks. We're going to go to this big bridge over a river. We're going to do some... Wait, I thought the rucksacks were going with us to the bridge. No, no, no rucksacks for the oh, second phase. Okay. No right. rucks. Um, and we're going to have we're going to do some partner work in intervals at, at light posts going across the bridge and stuff like that. And then we're going to go down to the river, get in the river, so we can get everybody wet. And I, the, ex- the only exercise I can think about doing in the river basically are flutter kicks and merkins. Um, yeah. You can also, you can mix some squats in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could do some burpees. You could absolutely do some well, burpees. Well, see, you where, can't can't cue it if you can't do it, and I can't do burpees. That's a good so point. I can't that's a good because point. I had back surgery, and it's a long story. But anyway, 
So that's I, so I'm not doing doing that. I mean, I'm going to be have to modify as I go anyway because of my back. Sure. But anyway, uh, so yeah. But please tell me any other ideas because we're going to get wet. Yeah, we're going to get back to the AO, and uh, we're going to get dirty. And uh, we're going to, but the third phase we're going to put our rucks back on. We're going to stay stay at our AO. AO all right, our AO is an old football field with a track, a cinder track around it. But we're going to do more partner work with the coupons and the rucks and and stuff like that. Um, so that's my plan yep. and generically. Um, so what advice do you have for that? Well, I have a couple of pieces that I would, I would hold on to one, make sure you have hydration stations, even though this time of year, it's, I mean, this weekend where you guys are going to be, it's probably going to be in the forties would be my guess. Forties, fifties. Well, believe be, it or not, yesterday it was like 80. It's a little hot streak. But in the morning, it's cool. It's going to be in the morning. It's like fifties. It'll be around 50. Yeah. 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 So even though it's going to be cool ambient air temperature, you're still going to be sweating a lot based yeah. on what I'm hearing here. So make sure the guys have plenty of water. That's the most important aspect of it. Um, when you have the breaks in between the uh, yeah. the different uh, parts and pieces, right. I would use that opportunity to kind of dispel a little bit of a message to yep. get the guys encouraged and ready to roll. Yeah. Encourage them to hydrate well before starting now. Yeah. Uh, to to not try something that they've never tried before, introducing goos and gels and things. The last thing you want is somebody having to run to to the Body, to the bushes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't want that to happen. Don't mess up the um, river. <laughs> no, no, because yeah, we we got to do flutters in that river a little right. bit later. I don't, <laughs> right. I don't want a floater. I don't want a floater when right. I'm doing flutters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I love the concept of burden carries yeah. and implementing the stories of how nice was it when you. Uh, when you were running right. free and clear, running slick, yeah. but your buddy was carrying your burden right. and, and then trading that off and, yeah. and the joys of, I, I get the feeling there's going to be a little bit of that incorporated. Yep. Um, I think that the more difficult it is, certainly the better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you want it to be memorable and it sounds like it's going to be three hours is, is quite the challenge. Cause it doesn't seem like there's a lot of downtime. So, well, so yeah. So uh, my plan is after the first hour, we're going to be back at the AO where everybody, and I've told everyone to bring lots of water good. and I told them also to bring some snacks and I'm going to, I plan on bringing like maybe a box of like little breakfast bars or something. Yeah. So you get a few yeah. calories in while we're doing it. So yep. we'll be there after the first hour and after the second hour. And then at the end, I, uh, I've got a couple ideas that I probably wouldn't, share with anybody uh that's listening well it'll be after the fact uh, yeah this will air actually yeah. i love the concept of doing something absolutely ridiculous around the track like if you could carry your body weight for a mile yeah and try to do it in under 20 minutes if you could um i like the concept of of doing and this is this is stupid and i don't recommend it but if anybody really wanted to do something stupid do a ridiculous mile where the first lap around the track is a bear crawl. Uh-huh. The second lap is lunges. The third lap, I mean, you can throw anything in here. It will absolutely yeah. annihilate somebody. Right. Yeah. Um, or I, I love the concept that you were saying where a guy's carrying something, the other one's running slick. You could do that on track as well. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite sea stops that I've ever done, we called it the, the fastest, uh, the fastest 5k. And it's very simple. You have five guys on your team and you have a standard track and you run as fast as you can for two and a half laps and you hand off the baton to the next guy. He runs as fast as he can 
for two and a half laps and all in five guys running two and a half laps. It's, it's a 5k. Yeah. (laughs) And all you have to do is run two and a half laps. That's all you have to run for the entire time. And you get absolutely crushed because you're trying to run as hard as you can. And you're, everybody's done in, in like 20 minutes. The whole event is done and everybody's hanging out afterwards just hanging out with their buddies um you're done in anyway. 20 minutes kind of makes me yeah, chuckle it's, it's like yeah. yeah i mean you think about it I'm my not daughter my daughter could beat us by herself in two and a half, by two <laughs> and a half minutes i, I mean some, some of these groups are running in a 15 15 minutes for a 5k but it's yeah. because they're running all you got yeah or, sure. you know it's only two and a half so anyway um I, I love the concept. Um, I love any kind of a workout that has, or any kind of a C-stop where you're going to different locations with different types of exercises. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what else I would add to it. Um, if there's any guys who are, who are not in the, they're not well enough to run the C-stop or do still encourage them to come along, ride a bike. Just well, walk so yeah. Along, so what I've said there. is, uh, is if you can't do all three hours, just show up for the last hour because we're all just going to be at the at the AO and bring a rook yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've given that option. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I love the idea of using the river. Yeah, I absolutely love. We've, the idea we have never used the river. There's a creek we've used to get wet. We've never yeah. used the river before. How so. how high is the river right now? I don't. I, worry I, about I, it. Drove, I drove. I drive over it every yeah, day. Be fine. Right? I never even paid attention. I, I, yesterday I looked at it. It's not that high. It's not too high. Okay. No. It is gonna, you won't get swept away. It is going to rain tomorrow. We're not going all the way out in the middle. We're just. Gonna I know. Get, we're just going know. down there by the little boat launch yeah. area. So. You could also do some LBCs or some uh, some. Oh uh, yeah, LBCs. Seal team setups are really good. Lock arm with a guy next to you. Yeah. One on your left, one on your right. And everybody goes down at the same time yeah. and comes up at the same time. I planned on doing so that. I planned on doing that with. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I plan on doing that. Yeah. Shield team sit-ups are a good one. Um, yeah. I think you got a lot of good stuff to work with. Be willing to modify. Oh, I'm gonna. Um, yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. Be, don't, don't try to be a hero um, and make sure that the guys are, are aware of it. Hey, we want you yeah. to do your best. Sacrifice. If you have to sacrifice reps, that's fine. Just don't sacrifice right. the and quality of the The truth rep. is that the uh, there's no one that's going to be able to do this whole thing and and no. not have to slow down, modify a little bit. You know, at least I don't think so. And and, and we're they not doing we're not here. doing anything for uh, for rep counts. In other words, I'm not going to say you got to do a hundred. You know, Merkins yeah. go and let's see who gets done first. We're not going to do that kind of thing very much. So it's going to be kind of just you know. You're doing Merkins at the bottom of the hill. Your partner's climbing the hill and coming back down. You yep. switch. It's the kind of thing. Yep. So. Yep. Kind of uh, like a Dora. There's another uh, there's an exercise that I don't know if anybody else has done this, but I, I, I queued a ruck workout a couple of weeks ago, and I experimented with this exercise. So we got your rucksack on, and you got a coupon, and you do a lunge, and you go down, you put your knee on the ground, you press this block over your head, and you got to get back up. Ooh, so, that's tough. And with, with ruck on your back. Yeah. So you already have 30 Yeah, 30 so it's pounds. basically 60, 65 pounds, but you're doing an overhead Ooh. press at the bottom. And, yeah, they were hard. You're just trying to get an exercise yeah. named after you, aren't you? <laughs> no, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. But, hey, uh, no, I wouldn't call it after. I wouldn't call it. No, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one of my least favorite coupon workouts is actually a sit-up to press. And if you've ever done it with cinder block or with a, or with a, um, a kettlebell, it's quite the challenge. So you've got the, the, let's say you've got a cinder block on your chest. Yeah. You do a full sit up and at the top of the sit up, you press up, oh boy. back down and then lay down and yeah. then you do it again up to the chest, lay back down on the back. What, 
to set up the press at the challenge. We, well, I mean, we just did those for the Iron Packs challenge, right? Weren't they calling them World War? Th- well, that BDE, BDE yeah. big boys, right? And that yeah, was a, that was a did. press at the bottom and a press at the top too. Yeah, that was that. I forgot about that. Yeah, they did. So cut. we were doing them. We were doing them with bells. So this was before yeah. Iron Pack. Okay. Yeah, it was very similar. Yeah, they do suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not pleasant. Yeah, week week four was yeah, and it was another week too. That they had this. I'll tell you, dial up, I'll let dial up know this too. We're gonna we're gonna lock arms in the last phase. We're gonna lock arms with our rucks on, and we're gonna do walking lunges across the field with yep. you know, arms locked, that kind of stuff. So, stuff. Yeah, that's that has made its appearance at a couple growth events. Has it really? It has. Yeah, it's tough because you're you're only as as strong as your weakest link, and right. uh, you're you, the cadre is going to be barking out. You know, you guys need to make it down here. I don't know what's taking you so long. Right. That's the whole intent. The yeah. whole intent is to make you feel like. You, this is absolutely impossible. Right. I feel like I'm being dragged on. I can't keep up with those guys, or I feel like I'm dragging the guy, or he's dragging me. That's the design. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, when everybody's doing it together, it's it's a pretty sweet thing to see everybody accomplishing the mission together. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Well, this yeah, is buddy. this is great because like I'm going to do this with him, you know, on Saturday for three hours, and then when I yeah. get done. My thoughts will be, well, if I do this four or five more times, that'll be the GTE. <laughs> <Grow Ruck. laughs> every every grow ruck that I've ever been to and have participated in has been different. There are elements that are the same, but there's always a curveball that you never expect. Yep. And sometimes it's the cadre throwing it at you. Then sometimes it's Mother Nature throwing it at yeah. you. That's what um, you want. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's, it's prepare for the unexpected be prepared or be prepared for the expected, be prepared for the unexpected, yep. the things that you just can't be prepared for. That's, that's why we do these things. Yep. That's why we, I hope that the hardest thing that a man does in his day is the workout. I hope everything else is easy after that. Right. Because a man that's willing to put in the work early enough in the morning, a man that's willing to, to push himself while every, the rest of the world is asleep is a man that I will follow in the battle every single day. Yep. Yeah, and if I, if I do the hard thing in the morning, then everything else is gravy. Everything else is just smooth sailing. At least I hope it is. Yeah. It's preparing you for the hard thing that is coming. You don't know when, but it will manifest. And I'd rather be prepared and strong and strengthened and calloused and ready than to be experiencing it for the first time when the bullets are flying. Amen, brother. Yep. One of our one of our packs just posted that a little bit ago. It, it, for they they we had a beat down this morning at 0500, and he replied with 0500 stinks until I show up and see all of you there. It's a great way to start today. Totally set the tone for a great day. There you go. That's yeah, it. it's, That's it's exactly so spot right. on. Yeah, shout all out right. to Peloton, aka Puffin Stuff. Sweet. Commenting uh, that. That was Puffin Stuff. That was Puffin Stuff. I yeah. love, love that guy. Yep. All right. Well, um, we've taken up a lot of your time. I got two more questions that we ask all our okay. guests. I thought we were going to be done in 35 minutes. Yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my fault. I, I no. got a little verbose. No, this has been great, great stuff. Yeah. No. This is the way it goes for us. I told you before we started, we don't have a time limit, so it's yeah, cool. I appreciate man. that. Um, so the first question is, if you were to pick somebody, like it could be from the ancient past, uh, present, any, anybody, that you would say is sort of your motivation, inspiration, hero kind of thing, who would you pick? Yeah, I'm going to say my dad. Um, And I will say that because I know how hard life was for my dad. Uh, I know how difficult things were, the way he grew up. And through it all, he he has always been my hero. 
he has always been a man that I honor and respect and, and want to live um, certain parts of him. Certain things that I learned from my dad are because he led the right way and certain things yeah. I learned was because I didn't want to do what he did. But still, to this day, he, he is the one that if I, there's nothing a man wants more than one, a man wants respect. We know that a man wants to, yeah. wants to be respected, but he also wants to be accepted. Mm-hmm. A man wants to hear, I'm proud of you. And there's nothing stronger than when your dad says, hey, son. I'm proud of you. Amen. I'm proud of the man that you yeah. have become. And and I hope that one day at the end of my life, I hear the same thing from my creator. Yes. Well done, good and faithful servant. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with my dad on that one. Very good. Very good. Shout out to IJ's dad. Um, <laughs> next question. Last question. Unless I think of another one. <laughs> Unless you think of another one. No, we've hit him with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So last question is, this is your chance as well. You have your own podcast. But anyway, <laughs> this is your chance to speak to the men of America. What is your message for the men of America? It's really simple. Um, do the best with what you have. Um, don't compare yourself to, to what you see. Someone else's highlight reel that you see on social media. And it's really easy to see this picture of perfection where a family is on the beach and they're wearing their white shirts and everything's perfect <laughs> and the kids are smiling and no one's crying. But what you don't see is, is you know, five minutes before that, the kid was losing his freaking mind and you were, <laughs> and you were making threats to that child. And the wife is like, if you can just get through this, we'll have ice cream on the other, whatever the promises are. You cannot compare yourself your life, run of the mill, everything going on to someone else's highlight reel, you will never live up to that. Yeah. So instead, do the best you can with what you have. Honor those around you. Love first, love always. We say it, mission first, people always. If you put other people first and you genuinely care about who they are, how they feel, what they do, then everything else falls into place. Mm-hmm. Love your God, love others as yourself, and everything else will work out just fine. Don't dwell on the mistakes that you've made because you're going to make plenty more. Move on. Drive on. You're going to be okay. And for goodness sakes, if you're ever in a situation where you think this is the end and I can't go any further, you can. You will call somebody. Talk to somebody. They love you. There's not a single person in this world that is not loved by somebody. Mm. And we say it all the time. If man hasn't told you that he loves you. I love you. Yeah. Regardless of, we haven't met. I love you. Every man in the gloom is loved because we are all battling the struggles of life. We all have challenges. And any man that you think's got it figured out, he's just better at hiding it. Right. He's got struggles too. So stop thinking that you've got to be the picture of perfection. Guess what? There's only been one person that's ever lived a perfect life and you ain't it. And you're never going to be it. So just do the best you can with what you have. Rely on others. Reach out when you need help and offer your hand for those who need it as well. A lot of, a lot of pieces there, but I'm passionate about this because we've seen far too many men who have, who've given up because they felt like I can't go any further. You can you will, you're strong enough, you can do this, don't quit, don't stop, keep going. We love you, we want you here tomorrow and days on beyond that. People need you in this world, so don't give up and don't quit. Amen, good word, brother. 
That was really good. I appreciate it. That that yeah. one that one resonates with me. I, I was not expecting the question, so I appreciate it. Um, yeah. That's genuine. That's genuine from the heart. Uh, this it ma- You matter. Everybody matters. Yeah. Don't yeah. think you don't. Yeah. Great word. Great word. Great word to end another podcast where we spoke to another high impact man. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a blessing to have you on, brother. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. I, I know we went a lot longer than we anticipated, but um, I appreciate just for you guys listening. You know, I, I hope that uh, you guys are like us, our tens of listeners. I hope that somebody hears something out of this and says, you know what? I'm worth it because uh, you are. Yeah, you absolutely are. You got it. Um, But thank you, man, for for giving me the opportunity to spend some time with you. And at some point, I need to make it up to join you guys. Yeah, because I have yet to work out. I've worked out in twenty six states, but I've not worked out in Pennsylvania yet. All right, open invitation. I need to make that happen. Yeah, I need to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, you know, it was an honor to have you, man. This was all really, really great stuff. I really appreciate you giving us the time because I know it was last minute that I got a hold of you. Uh, but it's been more than I even expected. So it was fantastic. You're, you're truly an inspiration and uh, honored to have talked to you, man. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much, DFib Dial up. Thank you guys for the opportunity. And if, if there's anything that I can do for you, please let me know if there's anything that I can share with you. I certainly will. And I would love to have you guys on our podcast. So let's make that happen as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we're open to good, it. Bro. You got to talk to dial up. He's, he hasn't been on a he's podcast an, yet. Yeah. He's, he's, he's an Antan. Ant- yeah, we got to make Antan. it happen. Bring him in. That, for, <laughs> Find that a reason. 43rd, that 43rd week of the, of the year, right? right. There yeah, we go. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Divided by two and a half. Right. Times five. <laughs> <laughs> Carry the one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, good stuff. All right, buddy. Well, All have right. a good night. Take care, brother. I appreciate you guys. God bless Thanks you so much. Yep. Bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H I M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.